0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So let's take a look at this particular story. South Africa National Editors Forum is um, trying to garner sub- critical support in defending press freedom in the country. Joining us now is the Senef Projects and Office Manager, Hopewell Khadebe. Hopewell, good morning. Thanks for your time.
1: Good morning, and happy Heritage Day and month to all South Africans and your listeners.
0: Happy Heritage Day to you as well. Now, of course, as a non-profit organization whose members are editors, senior journalists and journalism trainers, From all areas of the South African media, Senef is committed to championing South Africa's hard-won freedom of expression and promoting quality, ethics and diversity in the South African medium. Of course, to speak to us about the efforts of Senef to protect media freedom, as I've mentioned, Hopewell Khadebe, Hopewell, so let's just start right at the beginning of the year during celebrations of World Press Day. Senef expressed concerns over journalist safety in South Africa. What are the real conditions for journalists in the country?
1: They, you know, according to the world, um, we we were still rent higher. Um, so, to to most Africans, we are kind of a people who should not be complaining, uh, because they get to be arrested, they get to be shot at. Our colleagues in areas like Ethiopia, Gambia, um, are facing the worst situation. So, we many people would say we should not be complaining in South Africa because our freedom is there, but we do get a lot of harassment uh, from our politicians who are even in parliament who are sworn to protect the constitution and even uh, what you call uphold the values of media freedom of expression and so on and so forth that is is in our constitution but we still have journalists banned from attending the rallies of your EFF for example so we do face those challenges we still have police who when they are in the crime scene or they're in certain areas in courts they think they have the right to tell us to go away and move away. Um, and then um, just yesterday, in fact, just this week, we had to have a special uh, meeting with our colleagues in Standard Bank, who are funders, by the way, of, of SANEF, uh, because the security uh, harassed the lady uh, who was there to report about the protesters. And they yanked four men, yanked out of the building and threw her out and even took her. Uh, camera to go and, uh, and 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 erase all her footage that she's done, which which was unthinkable. Mm. And of course, Bank has since apologised and undertook to kind of educate its security officers of how to handle this And and they did this because she was just a woman, and they felt they can throw it out like that. If it was a guy, they would have probably spoken to the guy and 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 tried to reason really things out. Well. So you can tell. That it was it was a chauvinistic approach by the by the security people, mm. and so we we cannot therefore say we we have uh, um, the kind of freedom that is not um tempered with. We, we do get issues tempered with. We do still have apartheid laws. You know, you still get told in South Africa that you cannot take a picture of a police station or that of a, of a court. But that was an apartheid state when they were wanting to make sure that. The ANC Freedom Fighters at the time do not bomb these things, but they still raise it and say you can't take a picture with it, but only when it suits them. Usually you would have your SABC or everybody standing outside court saying that what's happening in court. Let's say there's the Zuma case, there's the Makwaza case in Devon. So so you see that it, it is selective, this law. It gets to be used when it suits the, the SAPS. So those are the things we are still fighting. That's why there was fun to try and make sure that um Power FM journalists do not get harassed when they get to do the job, but they do get experienced that. Too. So the worst part, and this is the last, is the issue of attacks. We are seeing seeing an uh, increasing attacks of journalists by robbers. You know, we are we are they are they are victims, they are stealing your, our our pulling guns, taking what they call cell phones, taking uh, recording equipment you know you know, it feels like they they are having a a field day to try and just harass journalists and and and, and threaten them and, and and it is a matter of serious so much that it it, it affects the, the the mental health of some journalists and, and we end up having to really work with organizations like SEDAC to try and and, uh, and bring up the issue of mental health and and wellness of journalists
0: mm. you know um The issue, of course, of journalists being harassed and, you know, the the treatment that they get. It's interesting that you say that because even on Friday, um, I had an interview with a news commentator and one of the power listeners called in. And, you know, he said, but, you know, some journalists, well, he didn't even say some. He said journalists are rude, right? They're also very unethical in the way they do things. And another caller said, you know, he lost a loved one and this journalist was you know, harassing the family about wanting to see, you know, like the kind of, the, you know, the dish that the, um, that the that this person would eat out of or where this person would sit in the house and things like that. So as much as we are, we would like to protect journalists hope well, we also need to also realize that there are some of those that are unethical. Um, they are rude. You know, they just don't do the job as best as they're supposed to. What would you say to those kind of journalists, but also what then needs to happen? to those kind of journalists?
1: We, we continue with training of journalists in terms of uh, um, uh, understanding the cultural sensitivities of, of, of our people. Um, you'd remember during the time there was a case, not um, the Temayua case, um, I may forget the details, where some of the journalist TV started interviewing the witness and they you know it, it brought mm. out on harassment of that mm. witness. So those are the things that um, um, the the. The, the media houses did apologize and it did call for them to be reminded that there are rules of the court number one. And there is protocol that we need to also um, uh, adhere to. So like in any other profession, you know, there are nurses that get arrested uh, for having neglected the patient. There are doctors that get that face certain uh, what they call a discipline for doing certain things and even lawyers. So us too, we are not we are not angels we do make mistakes and um we do we to call uh, create these perceptions to the public that we are rude that we don't uh, have an understanding of such cultural sensitivities um so it is important that from time to time we do what we call refresher courses where we remind one another that guys when you are um let's say in the house of umkhosa of the zulu of uh baby, you know, this is courtesy, this is how you respect and, and this is how you approach. Usually if you 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 approach things diplomatically and you end up getting what you wanted, but without having been seen to be rude and harassing people. You know, you can talk to the family and say, for my story to make sense and for the public to understand the grief that you have, would you be willing to do this? Would mm. you be willing to go this far? You know, and they can meet you halfway. They may say no, but we can tell you this much: mm. so you brought something for the public, but at the same time, you have not invaded their space and harassed the the bereaved uh, families. So it is important that we always educate one another that we. First of all, admit that we make mistakes, and and, center, and, and uh, secondly, we admit that even if I is a Zulu speaker, mm. you know, and I, I'm I'm now talking to Motswana, I have to calm myself down and be at the level of that motswana and and don't bring my rudeness of my own cultural background mm. to demand the story from from the subject of the story.
0: Absolutely. Uh- and I'm going to ask this question, right, just for clarity and for those that are journalists that are listening, but also for the general public, right? As Senef, do you believe that you represent all journalists fairly? You know, you represent all of them. And if there's a journalist that would like to get representation from from Senef, from how can they do so?
1: Okay. First, let's just make a separation for the journalists. Um, we are not a union. Yeah. So sometimes journalists call us and say, I am being fired or I am being treated unfairly by my, let's say, news editor, and he just told me to get out of the building. I've been fired for stories that I didn't do well. We are not a union. You will not be able to sit down with your employer and talk like a shop steward would do. Yeah. But what we will be able to do is that if if you are doing a story and you find that your your your, your news editor or your bosses are sabotaging your story, in other words, they don't want you to write uh, or maybe to broadcast about Hopewell Hadebe, who is being accused of sexual harassment, because they are a friend of Hopewell Hadebe. and that's when someone will step in and say, now that's what you call what you call editorial interference, and that's where we'll come in and be able to to challenge even the bosses of the organisation, the media house, and say, really you need to talk to your seniors to, so to handle the journalists careful about this. These stories have to be told. And so that's why we've got these awards that also acknowledges the bravery of journalists, mm. the, the courage of journalists to do things. Because sometimes you have to speak power even to your own bosses mm. and you know you are risking being fired for that. So it does happen and, and, and we acknowledge that. That's why we, we would then award a journalist for having taken such a break. But you end up educating your own bosses as well. You know, um, not everybody in the newsroom would be a person who has done journalism, others get appointed to managers, they've got uh, what they call chartered accountants, you know, mm. and, and they, they, they are pin counters upstairs, and they think certain things should not happen, and only to find that you as a journalist, you operate uh, differently as a, as, a, as a person who's been trained to follow stories. You cannot be called upstairs and say, you can't say that to Transnet now, because Transnet has taken adverts in the newsroom, you know, mm-hmm. um, and we need adverts so and therefore don't do a story that is bad about metro rail or or mm-hmm. the municipality because the municipality of johannesburg has taken an advert with us so those are the chinese walls we try to build and say do your job in fundraising for the organization or maybe for for your uh, station but to remember that when it is issues of public concern or public interest journalists have to not to be stopped. They have to do and speak truth to power.
0: Mm-hmm. Let's take a quick call from Sami before we go to news. Semi in Dobsonville, hello.
1: Hello, but I'd like to say this. South African journalists are disrespectful and they do this
2: intentionally. It's not a mistake. They do it because they want to get advertising. They also do this because they want to be seen as this. fearless journalist who cover breaking stones so that they can gain awards. You look at the issue of Operation in 2015, where men were police just barge into their hostel where they were still sleeping in their underwear. I witnessed news one day to just film those men. That's the invasion of privacy. It's very disrespectful. It's a human rights abuse. You can't just barge into my, my 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 hostel room and film me while well well I'm I'm still while well I'm, well I'm still in my underwear. That's a, that's a violation of those men's constitutional rights. They did this because they want to cover the story and gain awards. It is not a mistake, just unintentional. South African journalists don't respect people like him. Sure. All give
0: right. You
2: many examples. And right, there to protect these people.
0: Okay, thank you, Sammy, for your call. Hopewell, I'm going to request that you just hang 10, you'll respond to Semi after the news. I mean, it's very okay. important. That we actually address that very issue as yeah, well. I,
1: w- I would like to explain the circumstances of that. Okay,
0: absolutely. Hopewell Khatebe speaking to us, Sanef Projects and Office Manager. will continue this conversation after the news. Nyaka Lutefu is standing by.
1: On FM, online, and DSTV channel 889, this is Power 98.7.
0: Six minutes after seven o'clock, welcome to the second hour of Power Weekend Breakfast. Still on the line is Hopewell Khatebe, Sanef Projects and office manager. He's from the South African National Editors Forum. Hopewell, just your response to what Sammy said before the news.
1: Yes, yeah, so thank you so much for giving us that opportunity to respond to this. Look, there are two things for that story that should happen. First of all, um, it's showing the public uh, what police are doing. And it, it means they really managed to to portray the message properly. Um, when he says they were showing the um that people would, and it, it, it shows exactly how the police treated the people. there. They cannot say the police, no, we waited for people to, to, to dress up and then we came in. You know, when, when they go and complain to the police director, complaints directorate to investigate harassment of police, this footage will serve them well. To say yes, the media was there. They saw exactly how the public, the police treated the public when they went to hospital. So there is supposed to be an advantage there. Um, and also, he paints he paints everybody with the same brush. He says South African journalists. There are journalists who deal with, with, with different categories. Others deal with health, health. Adults deal with what happens in court. Mm-hmm. Adults with crime, like the ones that he, he he talked about, it, they were dealing and covering crime. So journalists should not hide and edit the truth away. You know um because then they will be seen to be favoring the police and therefore hiding the the, the harassment that is, is portrayed as they those police those police told the truth as it felt and if you mm-hmm. felt offended that was exactly the intention of that report so that you are able to then take the matter and and, and report this harassment or or lack of courtesy of the police uh, when they go to the hostels and treat the people of hostel You know, so I would say the truth is heard. But the, the intention was actually meant to even assist the dwellers. Like, they can go to the Human Rights Commission and say, look at the footage. Look how we ended up being portrayed in public when the police went to the hostel and treated us like that, waking us up at three hours in the morning and this was happening. And then the police have to justify what is it necessary to go in with guns blazing and like that. And then what did you find? And then those are the things they would hold police responsible and accountable for their actions. So I think... It serves the purpose right. And yes, it's feeling offended. is fine. But it's exactly what it, it, the intention of the truth was meant for. Mm. And, and, and I think it should be saying, what then do we do with such things? What are the avenues to get this corrected? Then they can then be assisted to say, go to the Criminal Rights Commission, demand your rights to be observed.
0: Well, you know, there's also then the issue of the competition, right, to get the news first or to get it out first. Um, and it usually results in some basic rules being broken, isn't it? Yeah, and, you know, yeah, it's obviously true. this thing to scoop your colleagues and it can really threaten the credibility of the profession. Yes,
1: the, 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 the profession gets soiled by, mm. by us. Uh, in a rush to get the story, to have the scoop, and which is what that first example I made when they were chasing the the, the what do call the witness in the Mayua case, and ended up trampling on his rights, and ended up breaching the rules of the court. You know, in that context, it was the chase for that for that for that uh, being number one to to bring it to live mm. or maybe to to your audience yes and that's where our editors our news editors they should they should not be getting the highest salary for nothing that's where they should be able to crack the whip and say guys you are my team you are not only embarrassing yourself and embarrassing the profession you are also embarrassing this newsroom you know this this radio station or this broadcasting house so you need to adhere to the truth and be I able mean, to, to to the rules and regulations and protocol but that's where they the, what you call the issue of control and leadership supposed to prevail.
0: Mm. Let's take another call, um, Jerry and Letabili, then we can also speak about your gala. Hi, Jerry.
2: Morning. Uh, how are you, my sister? I'm well in yourself, Jerry. Like a have of chocolate. Can I talk about the issue of uh, uh, media reporting? Eh? Yes. Especially, I just want to uh, juxtapose uh, the case of J.G. Pamota. And there is a first case, actually, that said the president in 2018. Yes. That was between Motivedi, OTA, and, and Holdings, which was uh, all about the newspaper broadcasting wrong information about an individual who was a businessman.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And as a result of that, if you look what uh, promoter did, and in this instance here, this case of uh, actually, this is the businessman of Pride, sexually. The white people, white racist, sexually in Pride, they violated uh, the guy and vandalized the property after the guy wanted to build, to build a wellness uh, center. Mm-hmm. And the media, which went there and say the guy wanted to build, actually he obtained the land uh, and, and uh, illegal and okay. authorised. Then people went there to vandalize the plus flowers and everything there eh? and they, they vandalized the, the, the land or the property. Mm-hmm. Now, if you check in this instance, the majority of our media in South Africa, they are defaming South Africans in most cases. Where you find that uh, South Africans have been painted by media to be xenophobic. Uh, the likes of Julius Malema was ex- badly exposed, wrongly accused, Jacob Zuma, Ramaphosa ourselves as the citizens. I'm just talking about the media and ethical media of South Africa. South African media is the worst media in the world. Now, ever. That's really not true. That is really
0: not true. You know, I was somewhere, Jerry, right? Um, I was somewhere... I had attended an event where Trevor Noah spoke. Hold on, hold on. No, no, I'm going to give you time to finish. To I'm going to give you time to finish. But I want to speak about what you're saying, that we have got that we are the worst media in the world. Yeah. Uh, I was at an event where Trevor Noah was speaking. And this is a person that's obviously lived overseas, right? And he says, you know, the thing about South African media is that we still are fair. He says, with international media and where he, me. he... Hold you on, like Jerry. Hold me. on, hold on. He says, with the issue with international media is that they... They, the, the, you know, they are clear as to who no, they support.
2: You say Leave I, want to say, I want to hear what you say yourself. Don't tell me about Travanoa.
0: No, no, I'm if you watch international people. media, if you watch yeah. international media, they never shy mm-hmm. away from showing people exactly where they stand. Never. Mm. And it's not the same in South Africa. Yes, there are those rotten apples within the journalism industry, sadly. But we can't, you can't paint us all in the same brush.
2: I'm not painting you all, Tero. You, 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 you are much safer yourself because at least you can defend yourself and without giving me facts. But I still maintain, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying you're bad guys, but in my opinion, but you, you are, said the we are the worst. Yeah, you let said me just close worst. before you cut me off because I know you'll be emotional and cut me off. <laughs> I won't be emotional,
0: Cherry. Go let ahead.
2: Say, on the issue of the reason I'm saying this, Yes. also I can quote, this a blatter, told to you that South African media. It is actually defaming the country, even taking the reputation of the country down unnecessary. That was then during the 2010 World Cup. But I'm saying South Africa does not deal with the crux of the matter. But in most cases, you like to attack individuals. Even African churches in this country, mm. they attacked uh, those black leaders because of the elite African churches. When you are a black person in this country, you become prone to be attacked by South African media. But when you have got the private sector, you media, you don't expose them. Yourself, you don't expose them. I can give you examples because you want examples. I'm talking about, I'm not just talking like a person falling from the tree. There was this story that was exposed by Cresada Lewis mm-hmm. after the report for KFC. Cresada Lewis, Lewis, she, she went to interview the mother of a perpetrator. Just imagine yourself, man. Think about yourself. Sir. She went there, interviewed the mother of a perpetrator instead of interviewing the mother of a victim. That's what I'm saying. I can give you a lot of stories, okay. many of South Africa. They will go after police, black police, and expose them in their houses where they were having some uh, whatever mm-hmm. at night. I mean, we, we are not interested to hear those stories, but we are interested to, to listen that there is a white racist attacking black people. Mm-hmm. We want to know that there is a school like Orania. We want you to go to Orania and expose Orania. We want, to, we want you to go and expose white people who are paying themselves higher salaries than blacks. We want you to expose those people who are calling black people baboons. We don't want you to go in after us. If ever I'm, I'm having an, an intercourse with um, with somebody else, then you are following us. I'm saying that media of South Africa. You could be better. Okay. But in the meantime, guys, you are west. Please right. improve.
1: Thanks, Thank Jerry.
0: You. Thank you for that. Um, and I mean some of the examples that Jerry has made has happened. I know journalists that have been in Orania hope well. Um, but before you respond, let me ask you this question. I do know that you are having a gala event. Um, give us more details about that, and then you can also respond to Jerry.
1: Yeah. So, so thanks, Manfredo. But we, every year we, we try to raise funds. Um, SANEF was almost collapsing around about 2008 and things like that. So we then came up with that. Why don't we, during the Black Wednesday early in October, when the South African government then banned newspapers and, and and political organization and arrested our journalists and kept them in jail without trial for months on end. So we fundraise. We use that to fundraise. Why? So that we take that money and we defend the journalists that have to face case, cases. You remember there's been journalists. Um, some of us only look at the big cases like Karen Moon and there are many media houses, small, in various areas, like Limpopo, and so on, that get harassed by mayors, that get harassed by politicians, and then, and other, and other um, people. So we then help them f- by paying for their uh, court cases, so that they then, uh, once they have a representation, often, they want to call the politician back off, because they know they are wrong. Um, and one of the winners is from Limpopo, Mira, who took on the municipality when they were selling a public park and, and putting, giving it to the private sector to build houses, um, or we know these special houses and so on, um, for, for, the, for the elite. And they went there and said, but who sold this? This is the government property and what was the cost? And they were able to get that information. These people took this newspaper to court and they tried to shut it down. Um, but fortunately, we got involved, we became partners, and then uh, with this defense fund that we use for fundraising. And they won that case, and many others that are unsung stories and not told out there, but we do that and this is beyond the big stories that we get to know that we see them on television and so on so that's why we do the Galadin, and we have lots of organizations that assist us almost all the banks in South Africa even the law firms come on board and and, and share with us and buy a table so we are inviting people to buy a table and uh, uh, the the black entrepreneurs to come and and join us and, and, and help us build this defense fund because every year we fight a serious case um and it depletes the resources lawyers don't come cheap
0: and just then where when is it taking place and where
1: it's going to be at the Santin the venue Santin Santin hotel
0: right.
1: it's on the 20th but they can talk to us now and call us um at, at our offices so that they can we can arrange the the, the sale we are even selling private uh, what do you call it the the, the a chair or two chairs so that whoever is an individual who feels no I'm not going to have 60,000 rands to buy the whole table but I can uh, come with my partner to support you guys and it's going um, uh, uh, to be 10,000 rents what you call it, a couple so it, it does help us for those who can afford.
0: All right Topol thank you so much for your time this morning.
1: Thank you, my lady. Sorry, I couldn't answer to the guy, but you should know that not every journalist is a bad journalist. And we are not going to apologize for chasing even the black corrupt people. If you are sleeping with little kids, we will expose you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if you are not, if you are not, adhering to, we will expose you. We are not going to say we're going to chase whites only. We will chase both. Even our black guys, they should know that they are not outside our radar. We will chase them and we'll mm-hmm. expose their rot unapologetically.
0: Absolutely. Thank you so much. Hopewell Khadebe, Sanef Projects and Office Manager, um, speaking to us about the voices of journalists, but also the gala event that is taking place because this was actually part of our community diary. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit
2: power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.